0: This is the NBL Show. Play NBL Fantasy for free. You could win $5,000 plus daily prizes at nbl.com.au slash fantasy. Ah, yes, we're back. Another edition of the NBL show. We've got a couple of games to go in round 16, and this season just continues to dish up storyline after storyline, and we are absolutely going down to the wire in season 2021. Some upsets, some big runs of form. There's a heap to get through. No better person to do it with than Pete Hooley, NBL
1: champion. Hello, mate. Mate, good to hear from you again, and yeah, there's a lot going on, and... Tell you what, you say there's a couple games left in the round. The biggest game we've all been waiting for left in the round, Melbourne United versus Perth Wildcats. Everybody, this is the one we've been waiting for. Uh, It certainly is. When you have a look at the ladder at the minute, uh, very little
0: separating these two sides. Three wins in it. Perth have lost two out of their last three, though, which is a surprise, and they've lost them. So the side almost least likely you'd think. But New Zealand breakers have just put a little fly in the ointment of Perth. And so it's timely that we've got our next guest on to have a chat about that and how Perth is shaping up for this game against Melbourne United. Of course, at the start of the year, Perth didn't get off to the greatest of starts in this season. It was the game against Melbourne United that they played to start the NBL Cup that turned their season around and sent them on a brilliant run of form. So it is a pleasure to welcome in a man who is his first year out of college, I'm led to believe. Uh, Notre Dame, he averaged a double-double. I'm stunned that this bloke didn't get drafted into the NBA, but their loss is our gain. He has been a phenomenon at the Perth Wildcats and one of the main reasons why they sit second on the table. John Mooney, all the way from the US, now residing in Perth, has been good enough to join us on the NBL show. Hello, John.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, tell us about the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll speak a little bit more about your journey in just a moment, but how has the, the two losses in the last three games gone down internally for you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you never never want to you know lose two out of three, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're not going to dwell on it too much. Um, first and foremost, I mean New Zealand, they're playing at a really high level right now. Um, very talented and, you know, they they have some things that are clicking and, you know, for whatever reason they're playing really well against Perth. So, um, you know, it is what it is. We're gonna learn from it and just just move forward now. And uh like you said, I mean the game against Melbourne on Wednesday is uh, going to be a big one, and, and we're excited for the challenge up ahead.
1: Well, it's going to be a huge one. And before we get into the real hard-hitting stuff, i got I got to get something done with, with John. Now, the nickname Buzz, was that? did that come from America? Or did someone give that to you over in the West, the little Buzz nickname?
2: No, so Jesse Wagstaff actually gave that to me. Um, right when I got here, everyone was calling me Moon Man because, you know, obviously <laughs> Mooney, and uh, so everyone was calling me Moon Man. And then next thing you know, Jess Wagstaff being the – genius that he is put moon man and buzz aldrin together and now he's just been calling me buzz so i guess i'm the moon man
0: (laughs) it's one thing you'll find out about australia john that we can extrapolate out a nickname that will start at one place and where it ends up has almost little to no links to the first name so there'll be more iterations of that i can promise you um how have you been enjoying your time in australia and and what did you what were your expectations coming to the NBL at a college, and what's the reality been?
2: Yeah, I really am loving it here. Um, you know, the, the whole Perth Wildcat organization's been great. They've helped me settle in from day one, and it, it's been great. It's been a great experience playing with playing with the team, playing with the guys, and um, being able to, to learn from Coach Gleason and the rest of the staff. It's been two thumbs up, man. Really That's about it. Um, you know, coming in, I, I knew obviously Perth's uh record and, and all the all the championship that that they've won. So I knew that I was coming into a really good organization and certainly the NBL as a whole is is growing and it's a very competitive league and you know I knew coming in that I would get better while playing here so that was definitely a, a big thing and uh yeah man, just can't can't say enough about my time here. I'm I'm loving it.
1: Well that's my my coach I haven't had the chance to speak to you this season yet, but going back to making your decision had you been to Australia? before, I don't think you had. What did you know about the country before you came over here?
2: Yeah, so this is my first time here. Um, I have some family friends back in the states who lived here for a good while, and um, you know they, they said you know they miss it and, and they love their time here. So I knew coming in that it wasn't going to be too much of a culture shock. It's it's pretty similar. Just the the day to day life is is definitely pretty similar, and obviously down there in Perth, uh, the weather's great. I live pretty close to the beach, so that's um, just a nice way to go and kind of relax and chill. Um, but just the way of life here is great, man. You know, it's laid back. People are great, humble, and uh, just all around good people, so really enjoying it.
1: Well, you did spend time here in Melbourne for the NBL Cup, and if you're a coffee drinker, you probably realize a big difference coffee-wise, Melbourne and even Perth versus America. So, Are you a coffee guy? Yeah,
2: I'm not, actually, but the, the, all the guys in the team are, and they're talking about coffee all the time and yeah they have some stuff to say about the Melbourne coffee for sure.
1: (laughs) Well you played in some big games in college for Notre Dame and big atmospheres tell me what it was like I mean we're in a very special situation in Australia to be able to pack out stadiums and no stadium gets more packed or crazy than the Red Army over in Perth what was the like the first game playing in front of the Red Army?
2: Man that's that's seriously one of the best environments I've ever played in. Um, I've been very privileged to be able to it's good environments, like you said, back in the in the ACC, you got Duke and North Carolina and all those. But seriously, the the Red Army and playing at RSC Arena stacks up right there. Uh, it's super loud; everyone's screaming, hollering, wearing red. It's it's great, man. And, um, and I think that's definitely the best fan base in the league. And it's very fortunate to be able to play in front of those guys for sure.
0: So, John, we're speaking to John Mooney, uh, Perth Wildcats import this season. One of the things that has really impressed, I think, the basketball community here uh, and those who commentate on the game and, and those who analyse the game is that you come into a Perth Wildcats team that last year won the title but lost Mason Plumley, Tariqo White, and Nick Kay. You've essentially replaced all three of those guys. So not only is it big shoes to fill, it's three big sets of shoes to fill, which is why you've won a lot of praise for the fact that Perth are still sitting right up at the pointy end of the ladder, second in the competition. Did you understand what you were coming in to sort of replace and who you were replacing and and I suppose what that brought in terms of expectations upon you?
2: Yeah, so I, I did know that, you know, obviously Perth was losing um, some key guys and um, just watching the film on Perth uh, leading up to my decision to come here, I knew um, that I thought that my game style could fit in well with how, you know, Perth runs their stuff. Um, and certainly, like you said, those those three guys are, are great players. And and I think the the, the thing to note is that we're replacing those guys by committee. Uh, yep. You know, you look at Todd Blanchfield, he's having an unbelievable mm-hmm. year. Guys like Mitch Norton and, and Jess are, are really stepping their games up. And um, even Bairstow and just the, the whole crew, Kevin White, are all playing their roles very well. And, then, you know, certainly Bryce is playing – um, at a superstar level MVP level again so you know it's by committee it really is and um, you know I think that's just how Perth runs their stuff everyone's very and selfish and everyone you know wants to make the right play and, and it's a fun way to play so I'm really enjoying it but it's it's not just one guy it's it's the whole team who or replacing those guys for sure.
1: Well, before we let you go, I want to chat about that name you just mentioned, Bryce Cotton, because you would have seen what he, reigning MVP and what he's done, but now you get to play alongside him, play with him, and the little one-two punch you guys have together is so powerful. And honestly, you take Bryce Cotton's numbers out of the Wildcats, you're probably the front runner for MVP, but you've got Bryce Cotton <laughs> on your team. So what is it like to when you've come into this situation and just playing alongside? He's a freak of nature. He really
2: is. Yeah, he is, man. He's... Um definitely hands down the best player that I've ever played with. He's just can handle the rock and shoot it. And like you said, I mean, he's, he's very unselfish and, you know, he makes the game a lot easier when, you know, he's getting double teamed and triple teamed and, you know, he, he finds the open guy, he finds me for easy points. So he he makes the game a lot easier and um, yeah, man, just can't say enough about him. Can't say enough about him as as a guy too. He's nice dude off the court. Uh, down-to-earth, humble, so um, yeah, really, really enjoy him and playing with him, for sure.
0: Uh, we're wrapped to have you in the country playing for the Wildcats, John. You're doing it brilliantly and I know that you guys will be rubbing your hands together. You uh, cr- you were the thorn in the side earlier on in the season that ended uh, Melbourne's undefeated run and I reckon you guys are pretty primed to do it again as they're looking for 12 in a row tomorrow night, mate. It should be a lot of fun to watch it go down. Enjoy and thanks for having a chat to us.
2: Yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Uh,
0: What an impact he's having, Uh, John Mooney with the Perth Wildcats. And I reckon, Pete, that when you've got a guy like that who would have been bitterly disappointed after a brilliant senior year uh, in college to not be drafted. Oh, he'll be there. Oh, to look at what like a Jay Sean Tate was mm. able to do and then and see, well, this is a, a clear path. And we're seeing that more and more, that guys can come to the NBL and, and very quickly find a way and find the attention uh, of that NBA scout or
1: that NBA team. Well, I hate to say it for, for Perth fans listening, but that man, get along to the games while you can because I don't know how long we'll see John Mooney. I'd love to see him in the league for the next few years to continue to dominate, but that man is destined for the NBA.
0: We will see him in action uh, Wednesday night to uh, John Kane Arena against Melbourne United. That should be an absolute corker. Cannot wait uh, for that to get underway. Uh, You can watch that game, of course, the Hungry Jacks NBL on SPS Viceland, ESPN, SPS On Demand and Twitch. All games before 7.30 are on SPS Viceland. All games after will be broadcast on ESPN. All games will be streamed on SPS On Demand and Twitch. We'll be back on the other side of this. We'll go through the results of Round 16. Look ahead to tonight and tomorrow night and then have a sneaky peek at Round 17 as well. And the Hooli Hierarchy is back for another week on the show. Show, part of the sporting capital on SEN. You're listening to the MBL show. Play MBL Fantasy for free. You could win
1: $5,000 plus daily prizes at mbl.com.au/fantasy.
0: Welcome back to the MBL show. Sam Hargreaves, Pete Hooley with you. Pete, uh, it's been a fascinating round 16 already uh, and a couple of big games to come, but what have been your major impressions and your major takeaways? Coming out of this round so far, as we go through the results uh, just quickly, Melbourne United 90-76 to 76 over the breakers to get it going last week. South-East Melbourne went down to Brisbane, a loss they couldn't afford. New Zealand uh, were then able to get another win over the Perth Wildcats, their second this season and the second in a number of weeks. Adelaide 101 to the Bullets 79, Melbourne United 103 to Sydney 78. And then New Zealand last night going down to Illawarra, 67-75, which probably put paid to their playoff hopes. Mm. But uh, some big stories coming out of the round. Pete, Josh giddy back-to-back triple-doubles. Deng Adel no longer an Illawarra hawk. So plenty to get through. Daniel Johnson, game number 350.
1: Uh, there is a heap to dissect. What were your major takeaways? I think the main one is Josh Giddy back-to-back triple-doubles, first Australian to ever do it in the NBL. It's an incredible feat. Mm. Uh, just He's just going higher and higher in his draft stock. And I tell you what, they play tonight against the Cairns Taipans. Big chance for three on the trot. If you're going to have your third game in that little period against the Taipans, could very well do it. Love what he's doing. As you said, Dengadel no longer with the Illawarra Hawks. Would not surprise me if he ends up in another NBL team in a contender who needs someone with his an injury or something because he's already qualified. He's not going to go anywhere. He's not going to go to Europe. So I wouldn't be surprised see Dengadel land somewhere else. It's such a strange... Occurrence? what's going on with Deng
0: Adele. Can, can you put your finger on what's happened here? This is a highly talented guy who's played in the NBA. Mm. He, he comes back under a coach, one of the best coaches, probably the best coach the Australia's best, ever yeah. seen, Brian mm. Gorgian, and it just doesn't work. He's, he looks low on confidence. He hasn't been able to get his game going. What do you put it down to? Well, do we
1: know why this has happened? So he trained a lot in the off-season when I was there at Melbourne United, so I knew him and what he could do, and he, he played for the Cavs, and then... We had a preseason game against the Raptors where he came on in the last quarter and had 20 in the last quarter. And to be honest, I think it became a lot of a mental thing for him after the first few weeks. But I think the different sizing in the way that the NBA is in terms of the court, it's a bigger court in the NBA and you've got defensive three seconds uh, over there or you, got, you can't basically zone up like you can hear when you can have guys come in um, uh, and really clog the lane. And he's a real one-on-one type player. So he can't do that here on a smaller court because there's more guys for him to have to get past. And then once he struggled with that, in the system with the Hawks, with Gorge, it just became the yips, but instead of just one thing, it was the whole game, that he just couldn't get out of this funk that he was in, and it really, really started to struggle, Uh, so I think it's a good thing for him, and whether he gets picked up from somewhere else, imagine he goes down the highway, imagine he plays for the Kings, and they match up in the finals, and he just decides to turn it on and give buckets.
0: It would be another great storyline in a season that's dishing up a heap. So when we have a look at the ladder at the minute, uh, Melbourne United clearly on top. They're three wins clear. And as we've said a few weeks in a row now, uh, in a 36-game season, Melbourne are home. Uh, and they're in Perth. You'd expect her into at eighteen and seven. Um, they'll be very much, very, very keen to disrupt another mm. unbeaten stretch from Melbourne United, who are looking for twelve in a row tomorrow night. Uh, Tickets to Ticket Tech for that game at John Kane Arena it could very well be the grand final matchup. Uh, Sydney Kings hanging on to third. They got a real, mm. a, a much needed win uh, the other night, so they sit third at fourteen and thirteen. But so too South Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, who continue to hang on. Despite patchy form mm. to that fourth position, Illawarra closed the gap. It was a three-game gap last week. Now just a one-game gap after Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, that loss, and then Illawarra the win last night against New Zealand. So they're in fifth. The Bullets, two games behind them uh, with 11 wins. And then the 36ers, who... Probably after the 36ers, you've got to really now draw a line,
1: Pete. You do. And I think the Breakers, the both the Sixers and the Breakers lost one game each that they just couldn't afford to lose. And that's the one against the Hawks with the Breakers last night. Because, yeah, they beat the Wildcats twice. They win that. And they take care of business against the Hawks. They've got to run home. They're going back to New Zealand. They could have made a late push. But I think now they're going to find it really hard. It's probably nearly impossible. Same with the Sixers. They lost to the Taipans last time they played a week or so ago. That probably puts a line through them. But the Phoenix, everything else, yeah, they've been very inconsistent. The Hawks have been inconsistent. The Kings have got injuries to deal with. So there's just so much left to play out that if the Breakers and Sixers didn't lose those those games you can't afford to lose, then we'd be talking about them in the finals. So it's going to be really interesting to see how these last few weeks go. So when we
0: have a look at some of those teams, what impressed you last night about Illawarra? New Zealand, I, I do feel for, and we've spoken about it a few times, that what they've had to endure this mm. season being away from home for as long as they have. They've played five games in the last 10 days. So Dan Shamir just wasn't making excuses, but did point to the fact that maybe fatigue got them in this game. But what did you like about what Illawarra brought to the table, especially Tyler Harvey, who well, was back in really
1: nice touch? That's who I like, Tyler Harvey. <laughs> He's just a flat-out scorer, yep. so fun to watch. One of the most exciting guys to watch in the league and did it all. Had seven steals as well. Um, they need him to be able to do that pretty much every night. When you talk about Justin Ian it has been a little on and off at times and no Cam though in and out. So they need Tyler Harvey to put up those numbers. And for the breakers, you can't help but imagine that it's starting to have that little bit of the excitement, emotional side of things of heading home. So that wouldn't surprise me if that was on the back of their minds as well, that they're getting a little closer to going home, seeing their families, you're not completely focused on the game. And those things are starting to really come into effect for the breakers. But, uh, yeah, the Hawks, they just need to find a more consistent patch because we've seen teams falter around them. And the Brisbane Bullets, they haven't really shown anything in the last few weeks. Big win over the Phoenix, but it's been one win out of the last, like, five games.
0: So tonight, and we'll have a chat about Melbourne United and Perth in just a moment, tomorrow night, John Kane Arena. 36ers, Cans, 36ers back home. That's... It's a should win, but it's a must win. Perth have lost two out of their last five. That was an all-important win that they got
1: against Brisbane, as we just spoke about. But they've got to back it up, beating a team below them. They do. Uh, and they lost last time they played. The, the Taipans just played better. Um, and Scott Machado did nothing in that game as well. It was the young guys coming yep. in, so they have to show something. and. They will because they're playing at home. I think they really love playing at home in front of the crowd in Adelaide. So they'll get up for that one. But they've got to do it convincingly as well. You don't want to just limp across the line. You want to give, still keep that glimmer of hope that, hey, if the Hawks keep falling down, the Phoenix aren't being consistent, the Kings have injuries, we could just sneak in. A little Stephen Bradbury towards the end of the season and roll into the finals. So tomorrow night, Melbourne United, Perth Wildcats, oh. uh, the two best teams
0: for the season in the competition. Looking for 12 in a row are Melbourne, and if they get that, then they're starting to why off uh, NBL records in terms of consecutive games One which I think the most off the top of my head is 15 or 14, but
1: it's a long time to go without a loss. What are you, what are you predicting? It's going to be a massive game. This is the game we've all been waiting for. There's been Twitter fights back and forth, little banter Ooh, things. Hello. Not, fights, I seen this. not so much fights, but a little banter Please. things. Jock's throwing out a couple things. They're talking about home court and all this kind of stuff. So this is the matchup everybody wants to see. And uh, midweek game, so it's going to be interesting to see how these guys get up for Perth coming back off everything. I'm not sure we should have asked John Mooney whether they've been home because of everything happened in the West. They might have come. I would assume they've come straight from Tasmania to Melbourne, uh, getting ready for this matchup. And I tell you what, if you are Melbourne United, you talk about going for this record in a row, they'll want to lose a game or, and by I say lose, like lose convincingly well to kind of snap them back to reality. You don't want to go undefeated the rest of the season and just walk into finals thinking, oh, we, we can't be beat. Because then when you do lose a game in the finals, it's hard to bounce back from. And this is what we happened when we won the championship in 2017, 2018. You get that real... Smack in the face of okay, this well, this season's still a big chance for go anyway. We've got to bring our A game every time, so I think they're going to have some sort of stumbling block. It's just a matter of how they respond to that, and it'll be better sooner than later. So if it happens tomorrow night, I think it's probably more of a blessing for Melbourne United than if they go undefeated the rest of the way. What are you? So are you tipping Perth? No, I'm tipping Melbourne. I think Jock Landale's back in the lineup. They are just playing some really good basketball. Mitch McCarron has just gone to another level since yep. becoming a dad, uh, and he's doing some really good things. I think they're going to be keep hard to beat. What I'm really
0: looking forward to is the big men matchups, whether it be Isaac Humphries versus Jock Landale, or whether it be Daniel Johnson versus Joe lawala who I just – every time every time I see Joe lawala play, I love him just a little bit more. Um, your holy hierarchy, please, before we finish up and have a look at the games to come in yes. round 17. A condensed and sh- a smaller round 17 after what's been a very big round 16.
1: holy hierarchy. Well, I've got Melbourne on, but I told you they'll be cemented in there. And yep. the teams that are playing the best basketball now and most consistent are the Breakers. I know they lost, but they've been playing some good basketball. And I have to put the Sixers there. They're just the two teams that keep getting up for games. Because you look at the Phoenix, they, that's a massive loss to Brisbane. Kings got kind of beat around by Melbourne United. It's just hard to really put a lot on these teams, but... Tell you what, the Wildcats. Few rumors going around, Sammy, that Will Magne, back from the Pelicans, could Ooh. be going over West. Is that we expected that he would stay in the US until the Boomers camp over there? But he's you, back. He is. I think. I think he's two days left of quarantine, and then he's got a decision to make whether he's going to be running around with the bullets. Jersey. So he's come back to Australia. He, he? is about two days. Massive left of exclusive. Quarantine. Massive exclusive from you. And he will either be, I believe, going to the Bullets or the Wildcats. It'll all be there's. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that's written down and what he has to get through hoops, he has to jump through. But I would not be surprised if we see him suiting up for the Wildcats of course he came
0: from Brisbane but if he doesn't think that they're a chance of making playoffs it's tough yeah yeah. Uh, so a big decision for Will Magne and again this is just what happens when your league gets to a position like ours has second best in the world that we have players that go over if it doesn't quite work out we get them back and we get them back as better players than what they were when they left so that's huge news uh, from you uh, did you finish your holy hierarchy? Or... Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep, okay, great. Uh, let's have a look at round 17. Saturday night, uh, we'll get these tips from you in a word, please. Southeast Melbourne and Melbourne? Throw down, United. Cairns and Brisbane? Oh, I'm going to give your boys a chance here, the Bullets. Thank you. Sydney and Adelaide? Oh, Sydney, bounce back. Perth and New Zealand. Oh, Surely nah. Perth don't lose to New Zealand three times in a row. No, nah, not at home. Not at home. Uh, Mate, beautifully done from you. Always an absolute pleasure to spend uh, another Tuesday night with you for the NBL show. Pete, thank you. See you next week, mate. Uh, Pete Hooley, NBL champion. You can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL on SBS, Viceland, ESPN, SBS On Demand and Twitch. All games before 7.30 will be broadcast on SBS. All games after are on ESPN. All games will be streamed on SBS On Demand and Twitch. Have a great night. Uh, Pete, we'll speak to you again next week.